Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Let's Get Naked with Reverend Heidi Alfrey. This program is an invitation to embrace the unrevealed emotional aspects of your life through listening to revealing interviews with guests committed to transparent living. Now, here's the host of Let's Get Naked, Heidi Alfrey. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, and to this hour of your life that is all about how you can strip off the masks and the stories and the disguises of doubt, worry, and fear and release your imprisoned splendor. Yes, you're tuning in to Let's Get Naked, Revealing Your Authentic Self. And we just went through a wonderful holiday about uh, independence, the forming of this country we call the United States of America. But even deeper than that is the sense of how we always get to choose freedom in, on our spiritual path over the sense of bondage and this experience called getting naked, living authentically, living transparently is, is always our ability and our choice on a, on a, our spiritual path. But boy, do we need help to remember that because this world has, has, has created a lot of us in our adapted state rather than in our free state. So, there's just nobody I'd rather talk to about freedom than my guest today. Um, Martha Creek is with us, who is a facilitator of the, Byron Katie's work, the work, and so many other things, but always inviting people into their truth, their authenticity. And Martha, welcome to Let's Get Naked. Thank you very much. It's my absolute pleasure, and I absolutely confirm that this is the day we've all been waiting for. The whole of our life as an awakening world, something shifts for us, each listener, everybody we reach today, some breakthrough occurs in, uh, in our own authenticity and experiencing freedom in a new and deeper way. And thank you for hosting. Oh, I'm so glad, Martha. It's just, it's so fun. And, and I, you and I have not had a, a lengthy conversation about what it is you're up to in the world, but it's so exciting. I've talked to so many um, unity ministers, and I know there's many other congregations and groups of people that have experienced your uh, the energy that you bring. And and I just one of the quotes here is, uh, Martha is a force of nature that will not be denied. She lives life to the fullest and carries along anyone brave enough to join her. To meet Martha is to have Martha as part of you forever. Love on two size tens. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> well, I just, let's, get na- let's get naked quick. That's my shoe size she's referring to. So, Oh, isn't that hilarious? Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's great. I thought, if you keep oh, reading, you'll probably find my weight and IQ and everything else that we try to hide about us on there somewhere. Oh, isn't that great? Well, Martha, thank you. That's so perfect. Because when I talk about when I view this, this title came to me when I lived on Maui because, you know, it, it was all about, you know, that aloha spirit. And, and the word naked is tricky because people think, oh my gosh, are you, what, what's happening? Are you bringing up something inappropriate? And, and I was just saying, no, it's really just that place where we want to hide that 
you know, about that which that we are ashamed, and 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 to recognize as we bring this out into the light, we not only is it not shaming, it tends to be, you know, we get humor in it, and I know working with you know communities like you do, you're you know, you probably find this is. What most people are doing when they get into a community is I have to act like this, I have to live like this, and so I, I don't know so much where to start because I know you've been up to this this work for so for quite a while, and it's just beautiful. Uh, I know when you found you said you found uh, Byron Katie while you were going through this time in your life when you were really a seeking, um, and the loving what is literally fell into your hands, and you had been. Um, you know, really looking at your life experiences you wanted to shift. T- tell me what the work has done for you. Well, it's given me what I would describe, Heidi, as solid ground. Um, I, mm. I did first use the work years ago, since 1997, when it first fell in my hands, and that is literal. Um, like one day not looking for anything, I found the book in my hands. And as woo-wooish as it sounds, it's the absolute most accurate recall of my own experiences that I can present. So I was ready for it in that way. However, I was um, gathering tools for my toolbox, so to speak. So that form of inquiry, which is known as the work, uh, and it, it, it is inquiry, and it's been invited, and we've been invited to inquire since recorded history, since mm-hmm. the early, early um, teachers and philosophers know thyself, know what you're thinking, look at belief systems, what you believe is not true, lead me not into the temptation of belief, uh, into the temptation of mind. So every master teacher has guided us toward inquiry. So I was very much uh, appreciating and had it in my tool belt and used it um, at, at various times as though I was other practices, including uh, transcendental meditations and um, a mystery school practices and initiations and all sorts of things. And then over the years, I realized that it was the work. It was inquiry that worked 100% of the time. And it supported me regardless of what the situation was, regardless of how minor it seemed or how major it seemed. It also worked with with um, participants, with organizations, with um, clients. And any scene that I was in, it does not require any kind of religious belief. It doesn't require even an intellect or any past experience. And I love that about it, that it's free. I love that it does not create dependency on a person or a system uh, and that it is ancient. Um, it's absolutely something we can use on our own or with a facilitator. So it has provided me, it's just unspeakable really what it's given me, but to the degree that I can say it, I would, it's as close as I have um, experienced transformation and transcendence, both have come at the hands of me doing the work, which is really to apply inquiry to my own BS, which is my own belief system. How lovely. That's great. To get clear about what I really believe, uh, which is even out of touch of what we think we believe. Yes. So we, we often tout, I believe this, I believe that, well, I'm a this, that, I'm a this, that. It's like when we get really still, and really go to questions uh, and answers. So we really look inside of ourselves. We don't even know what we believe. But our life is an outpicturing 
a demonstration of what we actually believe. So yes. it's, some, it's incumbent somewhere along the way, I believe, you know, the course, I believe, says it's not a matter of if you'll do the curriculum. It's just a matter of when. When, um, exactly. And the work was a way to just cut right in there. And that's how Eckhart Tolle describes it, actually. This is written in, in, in his quote on the back of the book, Loving What Is, which is loving what is four questions to change your life. That's the sub- yes. subtitle of that. And he describes it as a razor-sharp sword to cut right through the illusion. Um, yes. And yes. That, that makes it a fast track or... Um, uh, just a, a special opening or something to just cut right into what we believe. And I like the direct route myself. Well, oh, I, it is. And I, I know when I first read Loving What Is, and I, I, in fact, I used it. I was doing, of course, spiritual counseling at, in, in a unity church. And, and I used that Judge Your Neighbor worksheet all the time. It was so powerful to, again, any problem or challenge I ha- have always is inside of me. And it is the last place in, in my past that I wanted to look. But, but when I am willing to see that, and again, no matter where I am, whether it's, you know, a, you know, a, my partner or my friend or, or certainly, you know, my church community or wherever, it always starts with my own wound or, you know, belief that doesn't fit anymore. So, and, and I love that you said you got into, tried to get in touch with, uh, Byron Katie and ask her to come and, and I guess to Louisville and she couldn't come and you said, great, well, I, I need to do this. You know, I, I need to do this in my own life and practice it and teach it. And, and then now you went to the nine day school, is it with, um, with Byron Katie? Yeah, I've been there several times over the years, but that didn't, I didn't go at the beginning when she wasn't available to come. I simply got a very clear thought or a message or whatever you would call it. And the message was just clear as a bell that said, you do what you want Byron Katie to do. Right. Beautiful. So I got the book, read the book, made a <laughs> curriculum out of the book, made a six-week class, an eight-week class, started teaching and facilitating, printing off these workshops, and or worksheets, and inviting people to come for workshops and started practicing it in my own life. And then eventually, yes. over time, went to the school, went several times. I've staffed the school several times in various events. I've hosted her for events over the years because now I'm committed, um, really committed, to getting this work out into the world. To, yes. To reach far and wide all of humanity so they have this free resource. And I've made it a part of my own mission to do that. And in doing what I do professionally, which can be summed up with, I serve those who serve. I'm out in the field serving people that are really serving others. So ministering to ministers and leading organizations and groups and other folks that have a a, a very same commitment to spiritual awakening and to bring in an awakened world um, to to get these resources and and, and empowerment and and support out there for them for for it to go out far and wide. 
I love it. I love it. Well, when I look at your, and your website is MarthaCreek.com. And as it's a, it's a wonderful website. And boy, it says, where is Martha now or something like that? And it, you are going uh, just one spiritual community after the next. So, and I did a little bit of traveling also with Unity Churches and with Let's Get Naked. But I always find it's just a, such a wonderful group of people, you know, wherever you go and people really seeking to be free as we're you know doing this you know time of talking about freedom a lot um so it it must be very fulfilling to experience you know this this ground that you stand on and uh, inviting other people into that sense of wellness it's it's a it really thing. is and and as all of humanity we i run across everything i mean there's yes. people that really do want to change like and I really do want to change unless it really is going to cost me something. But when we get into these precious belief systems that we hold, when I get into them, when I facilitate others into them, we get a wide awakening sometimes about how little we really do want to change when right. we're more invested in other people changing. And we've got a long list about how they should change and what they should do to change and to align with my my preferences and wants and needs and shoulds and shouldn'ts. And when it comes right down to us changing, however, it's harder work. And it's like, it's not for the, it's not for um, the weenies among us. So So um, when we start, when we're, when we're, when we're, when the topic is, yeah, change self. So it's like, let's everybody raise their hand that likes to change. Then it's like (laughs) everybody would raise their hand nearly. And it's like, well, who here wants to do the work related to, changing it's like oh not so much yes yes well do you find i know i found when i first started looking at the course in miracles and and when i you know i've i've been with byron katie and with in a community and doing this and being up on stage with her and and i just it's it's so intriguing to me and then there's that place where i'm always wondering um do i just lose all sense of choice do i you know is there a place where i can still desire and choose or or am i or am i always sort of at the well i'm not going to judge you so then i have to change and i'm i do that dance and i wonder if there's when you're working with people that yes the change does happen do you find that that as somebody's willing to change on the inside perhaps the outside start does do the changing then Absolutely, and that's my direct experience as well. So I don't refer to what other people experience only. Now, I've facilitated Mm -hmm. thousands of clients over the years, so I have direct experience with them and their own reporting about how their lives are shifting and how their attitudes shift. And I get to hear from somebody that just had an open-heart surgery, for example, that said they cannot explain it, but they simply were not afraid, or somebody else that just, you know, had a colon cancer and a colostomy uh, when she woke up. And she said, I felt like I was I was thanking my body and thanking my this colostomy and thanking um, whoever had been there to support me in it. Do I want it? No. Do I prefer it? No. Uh, and is it reality? Is that what life has said? Here's, this is, this is for you. Here's your assignment. Yes. So as long as she's opposing reality, as long as she's mad at that, um, she's going to be robbing herself of the only life she has. Mm. And she's awake to that. 
So um, she described it as, I'm lying on the hospital bed. My husband's in the recliner beside me holding my hand. We're looking at a blue sky out the window watching our favorite Friday night TV show. And, you know, I would call it vacation. Mm. Because of that level of freedom that she's experienced. Yes. Yeah, right. And it's and the intimacy of the moment and yes. what she desired and what they would be doing if they were home on a Friday night. Right. So, you know, we can either be a victim to what is happening and then be really irritated and frustrated and upset about where I am on a Friday night or, like, be present to where I am on a Friday night is healing with my husband beside me holding my hand, looking at a blue sky, watching our favorite TV show which is, by the way, what I'd be doing if I was actually home on a Friday night. Yes, yes. And it's, she's, this woman is not willing to miss her life, um, the life she has, dreaming about a life that is a fantasy. Right, right. So and it's, it's the difference of knowing we, we're hardwired for dreams, we're hardwired for fantasy to dream, to create, to innovate, to think beyond what is here and now to think beyond what we have here. And there's a mastery, I believe, in understanding the difference between the imagined, the dream, and reality. And if we're not at war with reality or a victim to reality, then there's heaven in both states. How to bring heaven to earth so that it's not just heaven in my dreams. Yes. Yes, very very nice, very nice. So it really is aligning with what is, loving what is, and and recognizing. And we just we just have about forty five seconds, and I, you know we'll look forward to coming back. Um, but but also aligning with reality shifts as you become uh, at peace with what is. Right, because I because I know we're so you know the idea that you're not going to change it by fighting it, you can shift it by aligning with it. When we talk about well, reality. that's right. Which yeah, yes. you shift your entire experience of it by, by yes. um, accepting what you cannot change. Beautiful, beautiful. It doesn't mean beautiful. you have to love it. Doesn't mean you have to <laughs> like it. But you don't get to vote on certain matters. I get it. It's it's so interesting. Well, I look forward to coming back because in, in, within that it, there is uh, there is freedom, and it's it's an it's just so it's so fascinating. But well, Martha, thank you for being with us. This is Martha Creek at MarthaCreek dot com. We'll come back with an even more, even more empowered message of freedom. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. We'll hear Terry Wilder. You got to get rid of your butt. There's this thing I've been dragging behind me to weigh about a hundred pounds you could call it extra baggage all i know is that it slows me down i feel like i'm in arrears so i must be but for what but why but how but when but what if and but 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 i want to get rid of my butt When I keep bringing up the rear, all the excess garbage I Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. 
Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. for tuning in to Let's Get Naked, a program committed to the freedom of transparent living. Here is your host, Reverend Heidi Alfrey. So welcome back to Let's Get Naked, revealing your authentic self. And we are really having a profound conversation about what revealing your authentic self is. And I'm here with Martha Creek and MarthaCreek.com. She is a facilitator of Byron Katie's work and uh, called Be Work and a peacemaker and just doing incredible things on the planet. And, and Martha, I really appreciate that you're helping people go through the journey of going from uncomfortable to comfortable. And just the things we were talking about at the beginning of the show is my shoe size that whatever that, you know, that is and my weight and my, and all of the things that all of those things about which we feel ashamed block us from our connection with going forward in life if we're and i i so appreciate that you're willing to you know just love yourself and 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 laugh at what it is that you may not feel good about in your past way of living yeah well what i've learned heidi is that it's a direction not a destination so there's Mm. no one that i've ever met um that just suddenly loved themselves or <laughs> loved themselves today and then by the next minute or the next 30 seconds or the next day I don't love myself any longer so it's more of a, a goal a direction we go in that says Thank you. all of life is presenting us an opportunity to embrace ourselves and to embrace our humanity and to the degree I believe 
and, and in my own direct experience to the degree that I can do that, I'm not going to displace my own discomfort onto you. I'm not going to dump my anxiety and shame and guilt off on you. So in order for me to create a world that's freer of suffering and freer of guilt and shame, it's been my work and my job to um, reduce that and eliminate that in myself. And life, it, the life is full of curriculum, <laughs> giving us every invitation, every opportunity to do that. And to the degree that I can, then I can live it out and th- then become a teacher of it. And uh, I'm a student to the way of it and to what life is offering me, and as well as people that are in my life. And you're right, these, my life and the way it's set up now gives me the opportunity to spend my life with the coolest people on the planet, I say, these folks in unity, these folks hosting events and making it possible for this work, our unity message, and, and tools and practices like this, the work um, to get out and self-differentiation, ways to look at self uh, and to look at self more compassionately and to take our philosophies for life and the judgments that we have on other people and to turn them back to ourselves and adopt them as it's a way for us to live. It's a way for me to live, not a way for me to dictate others to live. And until I can do it myself, then it's not really honest action for me to be handing it out to others or pointing the finger out there and dictating to them how and what they should be doing. It's for me to point the finger back to myself and say, this is for me to live out. And to the degree that I can, I won't be noticing and judging whether you do or not. I, I, it's, it's great. And, and I, I'm just, I, the thing I'm, uh, the thing I struggled with when I, and, and still do with uh, less, let's hope with, uh, with, with working with Byron Katie was this idea of reality. I know one of the things with the four questions, the judge your neighbor worksheet that, you know, if so-and-so, I guess one of the things doesn't listen to me and, and the idea would be, that the behavior of another person would she 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 says you know if you fight with with the behavior of another person that person behaves the way they do because of how they see the world so i guess the reality is people behave the way they do and my fighting against it just brings me pain so my the thing what what happens with unity is that i do believe that as we see ourselves differently the world has the opportunity to change and 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 perhaps it does energetically so i know i'm making it but but the thing is if i get if i work on that sense of peace within myself around what i don't like about another person and find whatever fear and judgment's going on in me that needs to be healed then that person may in fact change uh because i don't have this sense of um, antagonism about that or judgment is that well it, it's for well for me it's like in the in your example for example it, it's a great example Heidi that if I believe somebody else shouldn't lie that's me lying to myself mm-hmm that's me right. lying to myself with a fantasy based fairy tale based reality that oh people shouldn't lie. So right. then every time lying appears out there, I'm under the influence of it. I'm affected by it because I'm making it wrong and bad and that you shouldn't do it instead of aligning with reality that says since recorded history, people lie. Right. 
So yes. it's my fantasy and my dreaming that's causing me the pain here, not the fact that somebody's lying. It's okay. my belief that they shouldn't okay. or that it's wrong and bad to it. So I'm dumping that judgment and belief on there versus okay. accepting Then when people lie to me that I can't be a victim to that. They okay. lie. It's like, of course, that's what humanity does. That's what human beings do. It's like me. Okay. I lie sometimes, too. Right. And then right. I can go, oh, yeah, now what's going on in me when I lie? I can self-reflect. I lie more when I'm afraid. I lie when I feel panicked. Um, I lie when I'm trying to keep an identity going, when I'm worried about what people are going to think about me. Um, uh, I lie habits. Um, I lie, and this is this is actually the topic of my newsletter for next month, which if people want, it's free, and it's at MarthaCreek.com. Uh, and this topic of lying and how what what some of the underpinning of why we do it is caused. But in the work, it's like I'm believing he shouldn't lie to me. Reality says yes, he should if he did. Yes. Uh, yes, that's so true. So as now, long as I'm mad at reality, as long as I'm frustrated <laughs> and irritated at reality, I'm going to live a life of frustration. Okay. So then I can quit lying to myself that people shouldn't lie. Okay. That part. Now. In the minute. Do, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to ask this. But I can <laughs> decide I don't want to be around someone that's habitually lying to me. I can make that choice. That not that well, I want to. Absolutely. It's right. just okay. if you eliminate everybody that lies to you, you'll you'll end up isolated and alone. Well, over may, time. I, yeah, yeah, but but we do get to be treated. I mean, you, I mean, I guess that if I knew somebody was was impaired, you know, just you know lying to me all the time i'd want to say you know god bless you i mean i realize that you picked up that belief habit somewhere in your world but I, that may not be a choice that uh, allows us to grow as people together well yeah you can tell the truth without all the um you know spiritual spin on it you can just say yes. i don't want to be with someone that lies about matters like this yes okay great without needing so to make them wrong and, yeah, just, okay, yes. and my experience is that you're lying, and in and, and, and the time we've been in a relationship together, it's happened repeatedly, no blame, no shame, no guilt, just like, I don't I don't want to be in a relationship with that. Yes, I, I okay. I'm looking okay. for a, a different level of functioning here, and I, I, I'm not going to lie to myself that you're going to function differently than you are. So it's exactly. like, be sensible. If they okay. keep lying, it's like, that's the way of it. And then oh, okay. for me to stop lying to myself, which I did for years, I'm like, oh, they're going to come out of it any minute now. Oh, if they were just loved enough. Oh, I'm sure they've got more potential than that. It's like, no, if they're lying, they're lying. That's that's their way. Right. And no blame, no shame, no guilt. Just I don't want to relate to that. I, and I don't yes. want to spend, leak my energy and spend my energy out trying to sort through what of it is the truth. Exactly. Okay. All right. Now, now let me ask you, I was, um, I know you are going to be, um, at the, uh, unity on the North shore. I'm, I'm still learning all the, the words about these, uh, sh- these churches around here. Cause I've been here a year. So I'm looking at this, this, uh, Thursday and Friday, tell me what you're up to. I'm going to come see you in Evanston, uh, the healthy leadership 
so tell me about this Wednesday, Thursday, well, and Friday. Well, it's a facilitator training, and it's referred okay. to as healthy congregation facilitator training simply because that's the basis of the work. But it's really self-differentiation work, self-realization work. And it's for anybody that wants to come. It's, it's, it's absolutely um, designed, crafted, and created to cut right into some of our core underlying um, belief systems and some of our blind spots even and how that affects us as leaders and what is the potential then, what are the consequences of we, if we don't break out of that and what are some of the great potentials and great possibilities if we can. It also is a way of training how to be with difficult situations and in difficult circumstances, even with difficult people, with more um, innovation, more creativity, more resourcefulness, mm-hmm. more awareness, more resilience, um, uh, more collaboration. Um, it's just it's just one of the best trainings I've ever had. So I love facilitating it. I love people to come and experience it for themselves. And it's all day. It's 15 hours. So it's all day Thursday and Friday. And it's all around. It's, so if they're not in the Chicago area, it's going to be down in Cincinnati and in Bay City, Michigan next month in August to the same training. Fantastic. That's great. Healthy congregations. I love it. And of course, my background was marriage and family therapy. And I see you've got the Bowen family systems theory in addition, which is just so powerful to see ourselves always, I find drawing to us the perfect people and situations to, to do our work. I mean, I, you know, it's absolutely true, Heidi. mm -hmm, That's the absolute mm -hmm. truth of it. And it's, it uh, it can be called healthy relationships or healthy, um, um, leadership or healthy organizations. I use the same material in organizations as I do in congregations by simply changing that word. And it uh, is all based in family system theory, which is until we can see ourselves as a part of the whole, and not as some independent, isolated um, cause of something, and shift out of this cause and effect, the old Newtonian way of thinking, cause and effect, into a more quantum thinking, seeing ourselves as a part of the whole, and how the whole is affected by everything that we do, every thought that we have, every um, uh, um, emotion that we haven't expressed, and every want and need and should and shouldn't that we dump off on somebody, then then we're really stuck in that same old way of being. So it's 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 applicable across the board, regardless of your profession or really what you do. Um, to what take a look you... at that system system thinking. Oh, it is so. It's it's you know at first it can be sort of amazing and. The uh, the clarity that can just be presented to each person that's part of a group is just really exciting. Can you tell me when you've done this for so many congregations, some of the results that you've seen? Because I know when I talked to Greg Barrett, he was just saying, you got to get in touch with Martha Creek if you're having any challenges. And let me just uh, say his quote. It says, the stress level in Great Lakes regions, ministries have been measurably reduced since Martha began working with the churches here. Martha Creek has midwifed miracles in this and many other churches. She brings the work she has done on her own consciousness into a ministry and then opens the doors for each of us to do the same. 
So, wow. What, what would you, and we have about five minutes before our, maybe three before we take our next break, but maybe you could just tell what you've witnessed in congregations. Well, I see congregations uh, getting um, more, less, I see them getting less dependent. I see them moving from receivership and I'm empty, fill my cup, to I am full and how can I serve? Mm. I see boards having honest, critical conversations about what's really going on with them instead of um, putting this spiritual purple overtone over it and acting like all is well, all is well, all is well. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's like, well, you're saying it's all good, but your face is reporting something else. So mm-hmm. tell your face because it has not caught up to your <laughs> affirmations yet. And I've seen them, so them, them shifting from this, it's all good, God's in charge, platitude, spiritual platitude into, and I don't deny that ultimately God is reality to me. God is in charge of it. And in the meantime, we're here as human beings having human experiences, dealing with human dynamics and relational dynamics and human phenomena that we have um, an ability to, and some of us, I believe, a calling to look at those dynamics and that phenomena and to understand it so that we don't have to live under its effects, that mm-hmm. we can live more purposeful in it, more directive of ourselves, um, more self-realized and, and awakened to what is and what the possibility is. So. Um, the, the, the ministries that I've served and worked with over the years are ministries that are doing well. They actually are thriving, and they understand that this work is not a tick box exercise. It's not a weekend workshop you do and then check it off like you've really done something. That right. It's just like brushing our teeth or taking a shower or whatever we do, that it's work that is ongoing and continuous and progressive, and it's a process, and it's process-oriented. So the emotional process is always recreating itself, and it's they understand to continue down the path of this, doing it year after year after year, and in some cases more often than once a year, depending on what's going on in the organization, where there could be a real emotional heightening, uh, anxiety heightening, or a, a transition, a loss, a, a real severe change that it impacts the whole so severely that that calling in some um, support and and uh, transitional um, leadership and guidance is, is beneficial, not just beneficial, but wise indeed, very wise action. So there's been, there's been miracles, and I love, uh, it's good to hear that, what Greg said about it, because he's been in a dozen ministries over time. He's got a lot of experience. So he saw one that was committed to doing some of this work and some of this hard, deep inner work and was um, blessed to, to be a part of an organization that had done some of this work preliminarily before he ended up there. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm, I'm so excited that uh, you're going to be in this area and we'll definitely have you come to Unity in Chicago at some point because, you know, especially, in, and we'll just going to break it in a minute, but... Um, but especially congregations that have been together for a long, long time. Uh, Unity in Chicago's, you know, been around 25 plus years. And, and so much of, as you said, it becomes, uh, you know, what is the, um, uh, you know, what is the responsibility of the congregant? 
And I think that's where it gets so confusing, you know, with this, you know, kind of pastor flock world, you know, rather than how do we empower the people that are there and and remind them who they are as a spiritual community and the and the power that is is within that. So anyway, I'm 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 just excited to hear what you're up to and. So, Martha, well, we're going to... I look forward to coming, and I'm going to be out there at Unity Northwest if people are in that area of Chicago, too. Heidi, on um, July 15th at Unity Northwest, which is Greg Barrett's Flock Congregation and Flock, and they're an outstanding group also over there, as well as the Unity North for Evanston, your place. So, yes. uh, Chicago's loaded with great places. And it is. I mean, there's just a great place to be and check out what unity is about and what living the principles of unity can do to transform a life. Absolutely. So we'll talk to our folks about getting over to their church for the workshop for sure. And um, All right, now we're going to take our our next break, and we'll be right back with Martha Creek uh, talking about spiritual freedom. Thanks for tuning in. Have you seen Unity Magazine lately? There's a new editor, a fresh new look, and now Unity Magazine has gone digital. Print subscribers, you can access Unity Magazine for free from your computer or mobile device. Non-subscribers can buy single digital issues through Google Play, Amazon, and the Apple Store. Sign up at our website and let Unity Magazine become your favorite digital resource for spirituality and inspiration. To learn more, visit unitymagazine.org slash digital. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Let's Get Naked with Reverend Heidi Alfrey. If you have a question or comment about powerful transparent living, email Heidi at authentic at unity.fm. Now, back to Let's Get Naked. No dress code required. Well, that we are shifting you into an understanding that that freedom really is your birthright and it is something that we are allowed to experience by looking at all the experiences and relationships in our lives and and i think a spiritual community churches uh, are great places because i think we feel so great at first and and then it's this this opportunity to grow and martha creek is is a incredible vortex of information going to many congregations teaching about healthy congregations and and peacemaking and 
that, you know, we sing our song, Martha, as you know, at the end of unity, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And, and it's such a great song. And then we, you know, we get to have the opportunity to practice. How does <laughs> peace begin with me? Yeah. It's like then, yeah. Cause if we secretly said what we're thinking, it's like, yeah, I'll be at peace as long as he does blank or I'll be at peace as long as she is, as soon as she apologizes or I'll be at peace as soon as I get my way. And it's yes. like if we're going to wait on peace for that, we're not going to have much peace. So it's like we're in the prison of our own mind and the door's wide open. And here we sit until we decide to walk through that door to say, no, uh, this, there is an element of choice here. Uh, no, I don't get to pick the circumstances that I'm in that I know of and the situations that life brings me. What I get to pick is how I'm, when I can when I'm operating from what the world would call a higher consciousness or, or my higher thinking, then I get to relate to this differently. So I don't pick what happens. I get to pick how I'm going to relate to this. And that's been some confusion. I think people in Unity ask me questions about, oh, if, if they go out to go in their car, they have a flat tire, and they think they manifested the flat tire. <laughs> and they And it's like, well, and I say, well, if you think you manifested the flat tire, then unmanifest it, manifest the inflated. You know, if you have the power to do one, then you should have the power to do the other. What I believe is different. I believe that I look upon the flat tire, and if I call it a problem, I immediately experience it as a problem. If I call it awful, ain't this awful, then I immediately experience it as awfulness. And I have just created and by what I have called what happened. And there's a very powerful difference in there. If I look upon a flat tire and simply call it a flat tire, I'm not going to experience it as awful. I see. I'm going to experience right. it as what it is, a flat tire. Then that leaves my mind more open, more free, more resourceful. Where's the phone? Where's the AAA? Where's the, the jack? who can help, who's around, and it moves toward a solution. If I really want an inflated tire, it goes in the direction of getting this tire inflated. Instead of standing there spending my time and energy, life force, um, pining away over ain't this awful. And it doesn't say that I have to love the flat tire or like the flat tire. I simply don't have to be at war with the flat tire. Right, right. Or a victim, um, a victim to the flat tire. <laughs> that tire has power over me. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then yes, if we're not uh, careful, then we spend the rest of our life talking about the flat tire. <laughs> well, how you how you doing? Well, you'll never believe I had a flat Oh, my God. I went out to go home and had a flat tire. Oh, my God. Just right in the middle of my weekend. Oh, my only day off. I had a flat And then right. that becomes our life. And yes. It's, yes. So this this does this is such an exercise on a moment to moment basis of of noticing. I mean, it really reminds me a lot of this. You know, I have a practice. I'll go on a silent retreat, and I a lot of those, and it and it always you know brings me to that place of the things I don't notice and the the gentleness that I don't use often in my life when I'm looking at, at the world. 
And when I practice, you know, longer periods of silence, that sense, that peace, like there's a flat tire. I don't have to have a, you know, big reaction around it. It just is. Now, that's the basis of the work, Heidi, what you just described. What Mm -hmm. is it? Yes. That's the short answer to what the work is. It is a clear realization of what is, is. Now, that's my own description of it, but... What is, is. And, and then that doesn't mean we are a doormat, because I think that that is, in my training of being in this culture, it was do something, do something, do something. And, and I've had, you know, I had to learn through this, you know, process of meditation that it's really my calming that when I then ask for help or take action, it's from a place of calm creates a much more sustainable way rather than from a place of panic or being a victim so absolutely you're coherent mm-hmm. and resourceful yes. innovative creative resilient flexible and it's the difference yes. of being sane and insane <laughs> oh that <laughs> yeah yes. oh that i mean mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to that if i if i can't from a place of calm there's a lot of options for me when a place yes. of reactivity, there's fewer and fewer options. The mind shuts down. It, the whole infinite field of possibility shuts down, and it goes into its very regressed pattern, instinctual, automatic, animalistic ways of being, which are blaming, criticizing, fault-finding, nitpicking, poor me. Then we get demanding, willful, stubborn, underhanded, secretive, or so offended, easily provoked, can't get over it. <laughs> and then we live a life of that and call it a life. Yes, yes. It's, um, and it doesn't it, sound it, like freedom. It sounds like prison. Yes. Well, it, you know, and, and you're exactly right. It was so funny because yesterday my talk was a freedom or bondage witch. And I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's just great to keep having this conversation because I, because I, I just talked about how do you feel when you feel imprisoned and ask people to just yell words out and how do you feel when you feel free? And so it's real clear. I mean, none of us, we both know both states and, and how do we really apply the practice of freedom to, to everything and and if I didn't have a judgment about this, could I calm down? And I and I love that you. I mean, you know, again, your it wasn't that your life has always just been you know this piece of cake life that you've been a caregiver for your um, for your father during cancer. You know, you had a car accident that resulted in the death of your sister in law. These are all the things you have, and disability of your brother, and you know, you've had a, a sudden death of that same brother from a heart attack and caretaking your 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 godmother and so on and on and, and breast cancer with mastectomy and reconstruction so all of these major life events martha you've you've practiced the work i have practiced the work and i've also been aware during those situations of how the work had changed me because i mm. could have put all those things on a list as the thing i'm the most afraid of what i don't want to happen is or what I most fear would happen is some of those things you just named off and would, would, could be paralyzed in the fear of just imagining them or thinking about them. And when I actually experienced them and was in the middle of them, I didn't have the fear that the mind projected that I would have had back there before I actually experienced them. So it wasn't true. 
that reality was kinder than my thoughts were about reality. Reality was not as frightening as the thoughts were. Yes, Yes. Okay. Lovely. And so you get to feel. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feeler if I'm anything. And so we do get to feel in this process, right? I mean, it may be that it, it is okay to have, you know, a flat tire is one thing, but somebody that, that dies that you love. I mean, obviously you, you'll experience sadness being even in what is. Absolutely, and we cannot help that. We're hardwired for that. And the the power in that is not to judge it to, uh, we're the ones that said sadness is bad, or sadness is wrong, or something, or I shouldn't have sadness. It's like, that's all made up. Versus if our minds were clear, we would be friendly and open and compassionate to ourselves so that whatever feeling that is arising in us is welcome here. It's welcome Lovely. here. It's, we would be friendlier with it, more understanding of ourselves. And to the degree that we can do that with ourselves, then we're naturally going to do that with other human beings. The work then becomes about knowing that the, the feeling is your friend. Beautiful. Your, the feeling is also pointing you to what you believe that is false. For example, okay. if I had the thought, I've lost my father, that would be a very sad indeed. So I'm under the effects of a thought. This is basic unity. Thoughts cause our reality. So I lost my father. I lost my father. And if I jump off on that track and start running on it, I couldn't have anything but sadness or grief or despair. And the work is about seeing, is it true that I've lost my father, for example? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's dead. He's in a grave. The mind has all the proof for how I've lost him. But then I don't ever stop and ask me, is it true that I lost my father at the death? Did I lose him? And for me, the answer was no. Yeah. I feel as close to my dad and closer at times Mm -hmm. than I did than when he was alive. And if I don't slow down and pause and actually look to see... Is this thought actually a true, true thought? Then I live under the effects of that. So emotions are effects. Thought is cause and emotion is effect. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of emotions that are our friends that are, that are here to wake us up. If we will use them as a doorway to go through the feeling to the thought that caused it. Yes. And yes, anxiety yes. And, and, is. Re- yes. No, it's great. And, and we're, we did, we're going to have to close. <laughs> It's so good, Martha. Um, we we just we've come to the end of our time, but you are just so well. Thank you again for having me. I didn't mention Unity of Woodstock is having a full uh, women's retreat over there for the weekend at Loyola Campus in Woodstock. Good. If people want to come to that, they go to Unity of Woodstock and sign up for that. So I just love to meet everybody. I love you, Heidi. Thank you for doing this, for doing your work, and making it possible for us to think again and to choose again. And to to live out um, what a different way of being. That's it. Our divine inheritance. So, Martha, thank yes, you. And so Mar- Martha Creek, MarthaCreek.com. You can find everything there. And, Martha, thank you for helping the world wake up. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. And- 
And to you. Blessings and love, everybody. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Get Naked, revealing your authentic self. Be who you are and love what is. Talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Get Naked, Revealing Your Authentic Self with Reverend Heidi Alfrey, a program featuring revealing conversations with individuals willing to remove the blind spots that block their spiritual vision. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. Central Time, where the truth is uncovered on Let's Get Naked, a program that proves you have nothing to hide. This program is brought to you by Reverend Heidi Alfrey, founder of The Naked Eye. Seeing your life better by improving your eyesight. To learn more, go to www.thenakedeye.com. That's www.thenakedeye.com. ever find yourself stuck slow down and breathe bring to mind a person who you admire ask yourself what actions would they take would they make a list of possibilities how about making a list of the things that they're grateful for here's another reaching out and asking the person you admire for guidance finding yourself stuck is similar to being in a dark room with messengers of fear invading your goodness Pick yourself up, cut a hole in that wall, and let the light in today. Get more inspiration. Listen to Clarity 101 with Glenda Gibbs on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Take the first step. You're worth it. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn, grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. 
Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 